From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, learn how to strengthen your marriage when you are struggling with a lack of confidence or capability. There's an anonymous quote that says, nothing holds you back more than your own insecurities. And as we talk about this lack of confidence or not feeling capable, that all gets wrapped up into insecurities. We're going to be digging into that extensively in today's episode. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And if you are here for the very first time, first of all, Tony and I want to welcome you. Absolutely. We're so excited that you're listening. And and if you're like, what is this thing called a hug? Well, a hug's an opportunity for Tony and I to celebrate what the One Family is doing, to celebrate the intentionality, the change that you've brought about in your own marriage. And this hug comes from an email we received that says, sharing a win. My husband and I have invested in the six pillars of intimacy over the past two years, not only living it, but sharing it. We are approaching our 42nd wedding anniversary. Mm. Just let that sit for a second. 42 years. And both agree we are stronger, more united, and happier because of this concept. Investing and doing the work has revealed blind spots, both personally and and as a couple, has helped us to see the strengths that we neglected to see and guided us to a healthier, stronger, connected relationship. In the past, we invested in counseling, but that never took hold the way the six pillars has. The more we invest and learn, we grow and change and the cycle continues. We hit roadblocks, but are able to navigate them with a quicker turnaround. Mm -hmm. The six pillars has given us hope and a framework that has reignited our connection. Remember, married 42 years. Being intentional and taking action is key. We are forever grateful for this book and workbook. Before the six pillars, we had just accepted that this was how relationships go. The longer you're married, you just exist. But that doesn't have to be. We are grateful to be living some of our strongest, most connected years. Again, it's possible if you do the work. It's so worth it. We are forever grateful. Oh, I love it. I love it. I just love the fact that like last week's hug was about a couple that had been married almost a year. This week's hug is from a couple that's been married almost 42 years. I think it really just speaks to, to the scope, the breadth of the one family. It doesn't matter where you are. Mm-hmm. It's why we love it when we hear from you guys. Oh yeah, I shared your podcast with a friend or I shared you know this resource or I shared the six pillars of intimacy because you all reach people in different stages of their marriage and are able to do for them what this couple has done for the people in their world. Share hope, share a framework, share strategy so that they can have an extraordinary marriage as well. Yeah. And if you haven't picked up the book, please do. You can go to sixpillarsofintimacy.com. Go grab it. We have it in all formats. Um, Get it. It's a quick read. We made it so that you can use it. This isn't theory. This is what actual marriages need, Mm -hmm. ours included and yours, to have the extraordinary marriage we desire. So, So go grab that. I'll also have it here in the episode notes, a link there so you guys can grab it. So, you know, Tony said at the beginning of this episode that we're talking about how to strengthen your marriage when when there's been a lack of confidence or capability, right? You don't feel capable. And this podcast literally came out of the fact that we were interviewed mm-hmm. on another podcast last week. Um, a friend of ours, Mick Spears, has a podcast called The Leadership Project. And, you know, when he was talking about it, and yes, we will for all of those of you that are like, wait, 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 I want to hear about that. We will share the link 
I promise you we'll share the link when that podcast goes live, probably closer to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were talking about the intersection between leadership, business leadership and marriage. And it was such a great conversation to participate in and to really see there's so much overlap. Yeah. And I say this to a lot of my coaching clients, right? When when what's going on inside the house is really strong and the two of you have built this framework using the six pillars of intimacy for your marriage, then what happens outside of the marriage in your business place where you lead other people really does, like those two things work so much better when everything that's happening in the home is strong. But one of the points that was made in the interview was that people often don't take action in areas where they don't feel confident or where they don't feel capable of creating change. And literally, Tony will tell you guys, like this was, this was an exchange that was happening between me and Mick in this particular section of the interview. And I immediately grabbed the pen out of Tony's hand because for those of you that can't see Tony's hand when we're doing interviews, he holds a pen and, and fortunately he doesn't click it the entire time, but he plays with a pen the entire time we're in an interview. <laughs> You're giving away some of my secrets. They can't see it. I'm just telling them what's behind the scenes. It's behind okay. the scenes. Yeah, you don't you don't see the pen. Ah, sometimes you see the pen. I'll, I'll I'll point it up if if there's video of it. But yes, typically when I'm being interviewed, um, I do not know why, but I I have a pen in my hand. I I think it's just one of those things. It's maybe just sort of like okay, I just have something if I, if I need to think about something or maybe if I need to write something down. What do you have in your hand right now? A pen. Okay, just checking. But I have a pen in my hand <laughs> is because. <laughs> I write things down as we're as we're talking. So so we're being interviewed. I'll put it down. No no you talk like you're totally comfortable with it. I don't want to make you uncomfortable. It's just kind of funny that you're like don't give my secrets. I'm like you do it during podcast too. Um, but as soon as Mick and I were having this exchange, I literally took the pen from Tony's hand and I always have paper on my desk. It goes back to the piles. Previous episodes. Don't worry about it. And I wrote down confident and capable mm-hmm. because it really became this place of saying, what does this look like in marriage? If people in the business world struggle to take action in areas where they don't feel confident or capable, how does that often, you know, and what does it look like when we bring it inside the home? And if it's, you know, specifically, if we're looking at the six pillars of intimacy, is it possible that the reason there hasn't been a shift in one of those six pillars is because you're struggling with feeling confident or feeling capable to take action? And it's interesting because as Elisa was bringing this up to me, I can see that in many places that have happened in our own marriage. And yet I begin to really start thinking about this as well and going, when we don't, when we have a lack of confidence or we feel not capable in our work environment mm-hmm. or in other situations, how does that then play out in our marriage? Yeah. I mean, I think back to to the early years of our marriage where I just accepted, you know, when it came to emotional intimacy, I just accepted that, you know what, this is how I was. Maybe some of you have said that. And I'm like, look, you, I mean, I probably on more than one occasion would have told Tony, hey, like you love me. You have to accept me the way I am. Like my mom shut down. I shut down. Basically deal with it. Like this is, this is just who I am. Was that because you were, you had a lack of confidence or? I just didn't think that, that I, I, the way I understood myself was this big, and it comes out of that phrase too, this is who I am, means that it's not possible to change me, Mm. right? Like I'm not capable of change in this area because, Mm -hmm. well, this is what was modeled to me. This is what I observed. This is what I learned. Therefore, this is who I am. So this is a capability area where what you're, what you're pointing out. This is a capability. Like I am unable 
to change. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I don't have the skills nor the know-how to do that. So this is what this is what you're stuck with. Got it. This is what you're stuck with, dude. Or when it would come to sexual intimacy, right? I didn't feel confident in initiating. I mean, there's been enough episodes over the last 12 and a half years talking about this where it was just like, you know, maybe it was partly buying into the, you know, the Disney fairy tale and, and you know, movies and whatnot where I'm like, pursue me because I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm not going to do something where I don't feel confident or I'm worried that you're going to reject me or I'm worried you're not going to pick up on it. And then I would like every once in a while I would get that like, Ooh, I'm going to do something. And because I hadn't actually discussed with Tony what I was doing, he wouldn't receive it as initiating. So he didn't respond to it as initiating. And then I'm like, see, this is why, this is why I don't initiate because this is how it goes. And so I'm not going to. And I think our confidence can be rattled in our sexual intimacy, our body image Mm -hmm. changing, different things happen. Men, our confidence can shift if we're unable to get an erection. Mm-hmm. That ch- that begins to impact us in our ability to engage our wife in sexual intimacy because our confidence has been rattled. And I will say, doesn't matter what size you are, what body type you are, each of us has some confidence issues at times when we look at ourselves in the mirror mm-hmm. and when we come to bed to be with our spouse. It's easier for us to just make sure all the lights are off before mm-hmm. we take off our clothes and get into bed with one another. Mm-hmm. And I think myself included can raise my hand to having lack of confidence at times in my 26 years of marriage around our sexual intimacy. Well, and I even think, you know, back and we've shared the story around spiritual intimacy, but you know, one of the very first times you ever said, let's pray together was when we were doing our 60 day sex challenge. Mm. And because it was so awkward when he proposed it, like literally we're laying in bed and he's like, I think we should pray. And I'm like, that has got to be like in my head. I'm thinking that's the craziest idea. Like right now, right here. And I just started laughing. You want to talk about giving a blow to confidence, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't, that was not my intention ever. Like I was not trying to rob Tony of his confidence in making the suggestion, but my, my inadvertent reaction to something that felt awkward and uncomfortable, it probably kept us from being able to pray together for uh, years. Yeah. I, I think it really did impact us in that way. And about seven years ago, that began to shift for us, mm-hmm. you know, just because we put ourselves in a new environment and we were willing to press in, but it, it still has taken us time to get to a point where this year it is three times a week. It is on our calendar to pray together. doesn't mean it happens every single time Not as perfect. we plan, but that was one of those areas. Another one is our financial intimacy. And I think this is a capability I, I feel like we lacked the capability to get out of that fifty thousand dollars in debt, mm-hmm. and because of where we were and we were sitting under that debt, we didn't move. We figured, well, this is just the way it's going to be because we didn't know what else to do, mm-hmm. and that was that was a tough season for us of just going through that of like we're not capable of getting out of this, so I guess this is just our lives. Right. This is this is how people live. People live in debt. And they have lots of debt and you just make your minimum payments and you just kind of keep your fingers crossed and hope nothing bigger happens. Mm -hmm. You know, last week we, on on Instagram stories, we asked you, um, and we said, when it comes to your marriage, in what area or areas do you not feel capable or confident? And here's some of the responses we got. Initiating sex, talking about sex, asking for what I want sexually, financial intimacy, spiritual intimacy, Communication, bringing up hard topics, confrontation, health-related changes like menopause, weight, body image, parenting and child-rearing, self-control. 
I mean, literally, you hear those answers. It pretty much spans the six pillars of intimacy. Yeah, really does. Like literally, it goes across. And then we ask the question, in these areas where you don't feel capable or confident, what is the impact on your marriage? And I want you to hear the impact because it's one thing for us to just think, oh, you know what? I'm not confident there. I'm not capable there. And kind of put that in a box. We often neglect to think what is the impact of my actions? What is the impact of me not taking action there? What is the impact of me not stepping out? What is the impact of me not developing confidence or developing the skills? And here's what that impact is, right? Here's the impact on marriage. My husband doesn't feel desired or sexy, so he initiates less. There's resentment, fear, distance. There's frustration, bitterness, boring sex. It feels defeated. Stress, silence, roommate syndrome. There's no intimacy. There's a lack of trust. Can I say this real quick too? As, as Alisa was reading each and every one of those, I want to say that at some point in our marriage, I, and Alisa can speak for herself, have felt those. The entire list. Exactly. The entire list. So when you guys share that, do know that we're here and we understand it. We get it because we've been there. Mm -hmm. You don't go 26 years of marriage. You don't go five years, 10 years, even a year without maybe experiencing a few of these. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and when you look at it and you realize, okay, the first question was, where do you not feel confident? The second question was, what, what is that impact on your marriage? It probably comes as no surprise to those of you that have been listening a while. And for those of you, like I said, that are brand new, maybe the first time you hear this, but Tony and I talk a lot about being intentional and taking action. Because if you know the area where you don't feel confident or capable and you understand now that there's an impact, it bears out that you're going to have to do something different. Another way to look at this with your pillars of intimacy, if you don't feel confident or you don't feel capable that means one of those pillars has a crack in it. Mm -hmm. It's another way to see this. And it was it's awesome that Mick brought this to our attention because it allows us to share with you that, well, I don't know if I have a crack in my, you know, my sexual intimacy, but you can look at it now and go, wait a minute. I sort of have confidence issues in there, which means that there's a crack in that pillar. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, how do I get intentional? And how do I take action? What can I do mm. to have the self-confidence to strengthen that pillar of intimacy? Well, and that's so, so true because confidence in any one of the six pillars doesn't just happen, mm. right? It's not just like, bam, you are. You got to know what you're dealing with and you got to take the baby steps to get where you want to go. And we're going to talk about that after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. 
Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We're back and we're talking about building confidence and capability when you don't feel it in your marriage. And, and as I was you know, just preparing these episode notes, um, when our kids were younger, Sound of Music, they both, both kids enjoyed watching Sound of Music. And so I literally was just thinking through, okay, how do we, how do we share this with the one family? And the Sound of Music, the song Do Re Mi started mm-hmm. floating through. I have no idea why. These are just, <laughs> you know, random what happens in Elise's head during an episode prep. And, you know, I just thought it, the, that line in there that says, let's start at the very beginning a very good place to start. And that's what I would say to each and every one of you. If there's an area where you don't feel confident or you're like, my capabilities aren't where I want them to be, it's okay. Because like I was telling a number of coaching clients this week, it's kind of been a theme of my week as often does happen. You can develop skills. When you look at these areas of your marriage, when you look at these six pillars and their emotional, physical, financial, spiritual, recreational, sexual, you, you can look at them and go, I need to develop. You can also look at where you're already strong, mm-hmm. right? Where you feel like you have confidence or that you have some form of capability. And, and I want you right now to just like, I don't care if you're in your car, please keep driving, keep your eyes on the road. If you're, you know, commuting on train, if you're out walking, you know, the baby in the jogging stroller, wherever you are, I just want you to pause for a, thing, a second and go, which one of those has some measure of strength? It doesn't have to be perfect, people. It, it doesn't. But where can you say, you know what, I've got, I've got some confidence in that one. Mm-hmm. And again, those are emotional, physical, financial spiritual, recreational, and sexual. And here's why I'm asking you to think where you've got confidence or where you feel capable. Because if you've got it in one area, you can develop the skills to carry it to another pillar. That's what I tell my coaching clients, session in and session out. We just have to figure out how to do that. You have to analyze it. How did I get confident in this area? Where, where did I develop my abilities? What did I do? Did I, did I read marriage books? Was it something in you know, the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast? Did I pick up a resource that I was like, oh, oh, this one will work. Did we start playing a game and that unlocks? Like, like what did you do? Mm-hmm. Don't ignore the fact that you actually did something previously to have success in an area. It worked. It's now time to bring that into this area that has a crack in this area. Like Tony so eloquently said, look, if you don't feel confident or you don't feel capable, that's a good indicator. That's a good indicator that that might be where you need to go next. And I want to speak into our mindsets. I know I've, I've shared this recently because I really do believe that you may be sitting there going, Tony and Elisa, thanks a lot, but we don't, I don't have any, like, I don't have any you know, capability. I don't have any self-confidence in any of these pillars right now. There are cracks in all of them. And I want to really speak into our mindset. 100%. Because what we're telling ourselves is what we're going to become. Mm -hmm. And just this week, 
I got rattled. I was, I was speaking. Um, it was a, a live virtual event. I was speaking and just talking about some areas. And because of the nature of what we were talking about and how the conversation was going for this group, I got a little rattled mm-hmm. and my confidence got shaken around one extraordinary marriage about what our, what our values are, what our beliefs are, how we, how we stand up, how we show up. And I caught myself going, Hmm, should I change? Should I move? Should we do this? Should we do that? And I just began going in this little cycle. This cycle started happening. These little things just started like just tweeting in my ear. Like you don't know what you're talking about. You, you don't, why are you standing up for something like that? Why are you doing? And I had to stop myself in the book that I've been reading is called the power of positive thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. I have a link in here in the episode notes for you. Get it. There's an audio book. There's a book, you know, get it. Because what I ended up having to do, I was going out for a drive that afternoon and I just put it on mm. and I began to listen to it and I picked it up and I shifted my mindset, which then shifted my confidence. Because guess what? What happened there was actually rattling me in my marriage and in my confidence to approach Elisa. And and I was just like, I was seeing this, like I was outside of my body, viewing my body, knowing I was going through this. And I just, I took captive Mm. of the thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I began to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I was speaking it out and I was believing it. And literally it took me about 12 hours or so, but it, but it shifted where I was like, no, I know what we do here. We save marriages and we impact. And you guys know this every time we get behind these microphones, it's one couple Mm -hmm. and I'm going to continue to do what I have to do. No matter if others look at me or judge me or say, oh, I can't believe you would talk to, you know, around that topic. No, I'm going to stand tall because I believe in our mission here, Mm. but I had to get my mindset right. And for some of you, you need to get your mindset right about your marriage. You you got to, you got to change the chatter that's going on in your mind. Go ahead. No, go for it. Well, and, and to do that, and I think, you know, you brought up a a really important aspect of this. It's, you know, to to shift things to build to develop confidence to develop your capabilities it's going to take repetition right you heard what tony did tony got in the car he knows that this strategy works for him and he repeated it and probably repeated it like if i asked you it probably wasn't just when you were in the car i'm guessing except when you were sleeping that there was probably other times throughout the course of that evening because this was an afternoon Mm-hmm. event that he was part of, that you probably went back to that strategy. Absolutely. Because you had to keep practicing it to create that shift. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the point I want to make here is that wherever we develop confidence, wherever we have built our abilities, typically it comes as the result of practice. Mm. Right? Let me Let me put it another way. There are very few marriage prodigies. We have yet to meet any where like out of the gate, everything is perfect and it stays perfect for 50 or 60 years. I I haven't heard of a single incident. So I don't think the marriage prodigy where everybody's perfect all the time actually exists. Mm -hmm. If I can just agree, I'm I'm just going to, I'm going to make an absolute statement. I'm going to be that bold and I'm going to say it, which means that in order to have confidence or feel like you are able, you're going to have to practice behaviors over and over again. So, so let me, 
let me just dispel the Instagram perfect social media myth that all of these other people have perfect marriages and it just poof happens. They're putting up 22 pictures on Instagram, picking the one that works for the story they want to tell, right? Like, but like, let me just shatter that bubble. Everybody else is working behind the scenes, right? That's what we do. We have to be willing. And I've done this in having hard conversations with Tony. I've done this in learning how to initiate. I've done this in being able to have the financial conversations. I've done this in being emotionally vulnerable. I have done this in so many ways in my marriage where I had to be uncomfortable and step into this place of saying, this isn't going to work. If I stay in this place of, of lacking confidence, if I stay in this place of not developing my abilities, then we're going to settle for an okay marriage. We're going to settle for a marriage that's, you know, so-so. Hmm. It's when you step out of that comfort zone. And I will tell you, there's a reason they call it a comfort zone. It's comfortable. There's a reason that stepping out involves action. Because the only way you're going to get out of your comfort zone and you're going to develop and you're going to get into this place is if you step out and take action into what's possible, into looking at what are the skills that we have that can be transferred to another pillar of intimacy? What baby steps do we need to implement? Do I need to implement to create change? Right? What do I need to let go of my past? What do I need to you know, bring into our present? What are those things? I mean, there's a reason the center chapters and the six pillars of intimacy, chapters five through 10, literally we took a chapter for each of the pillars. Why? Because they're that important. Mm -hmm. Because looking at them individually so that you can bring them all together actually does make a difference. So you can look at where you don't have confidence and you can say, what's it going to take? What's going to help me to be able to initiate? What's going to allow me to have those financial conversations with my spouse? What do I need to do? I think I pulled out the emotion wheel probably in six sessions this week. Wow. Like it was just coming out. I'm like, oh, we need to talk about this. Well, you're stuck on anger. Can we actually get past anger and figure out what the emotions are behind that? Can we, can we you know, start talking about what the sexual intimacy looks like? And like my clients know I get super real and raw with them. I'm like, so why aren't you having sex? I, I straight up just ask the direct questions. Nobody's got time. And that's what I would say just in closing. Don't waste any more time being in this place where you don't feel confident or capable. Your marriage is so valuable. It is a precious gift to the two of you. Look at those pillars and say, which one do we need to develop this week? And what can I do? What do I need to do, to take action, to develop the confidence that I want to have in this area and to develop the abilities that I know will actually create a shift, a monumental, extraordinary shift in our marriage. Yeah. Yeah. That is so good. And it's time to, to, to step out, right? Get past those negative emotions and develop yourself and develop the skills needed so you can have the extraordinary marriage you desire. So this week it's up to you. It's up to you to step out. It, it's a, it's a step of faith. And sometimes we got to take that step of faith. And maybe right now it is that mindset game that's been chirping in your ear, that voice that's been chirping in your ear that you need to, to just say enough already. And you need to really work on that mindset so that way you can have the confidence sexually, emotionally, financially, spiritually, recreationally, physically for all of them. So you can step out and go, I am capable. We are capable as a, as a couple to go tackle the hard the hard problems or the, or the, the things that are coming our way, but together 
We have the confidence. We are capable. We are an extraordinary marriage. That is who you are. So go out there this week. Shine bright. Stand tall. Grab each other's hands and make a declaration that you guys are going to have the confidence and you're going to have the capability to have the extraordinary marriage you desire. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.